0: Kenneth Sexton, Christine Brown, we're lifting up Sister Minnie Peggs, who is now in Charter Nursing Home in Hazelcrest, Al and Mary Burton, Shirley Anderson, Mary Sumter, Grace Lee, we're lifting up Deacon James Smith, who is still is here. Reverend Mary Grant,
1: Sarah Billups,
0: Mary Alexander, and we're lifting up uh, this child, this infant, Rachel Ingram-Sams called, and one of her co-workers' baby was um, not even three or four months, but was born without some inner parts. And they're requesting prayer because this child, this infant is going to require a major surgery. And so we want to lift that family up. Let us go to God in prayer as we also lift up those families that were impacted on 9/11 20 years ago. 2900 and 77 people lost their lives that day. A day that changed this community, changed the world. We're, lift, we're lifting those families that are still yet living through the loss. Let us pray, eternal God. We know that despite all the challenges that we face in our lives, despite all the difficulties that life can bring us, despite the health challenges that some of us are dealing with that await us, we still can declare that you are the center of our joy. You're the center of our joy because we recognize that in the midst of all of the challenges, In the midst of some sadness, in the midst of some difficulties, we know that you will sustain us because you have promised in your word that you will never leave us nor forsake us. You have said, God, that even if we have to walk through the valley of a shadow of death, that you will be with us. And so, God, we cling to that promise that you have given unto us. God, we lift up this faith community today. We lift up this church, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for this church, and for its legacy and for its history and for its ministries down through the years. We thank you, oh God, for all that you have brought us to and all those things you have brought us through. For we can declare this day that we know that the best is indeed yet to come. God, we lift up our community right now. We lift up this city, the violence that's being visited upon our families and our friends. We lift up our society, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you would heal this land. For we know, oh God, we are not a people that are unified. We have different factions of black and white and Republican and Democrats and young and old and conservative and liberal. God, so much, so many titles and so many labels, oh God, we recognize that we are not a united people. So God, we ask that you will bring healing to our land as we beseech you in prayer. God, we're asking for your continued presence and guidance in our lives but god when we get tired when we get worn give us the strength oh god for those who are under the sound of my voice who have been given the assignment to be caregivers strengthen them right now oh god encourage their hearts and minds oh god let them know oh god that you will give them what they need to keep on doing what you have assigned them to do though there are difficult days oh god and difficult nights god let them feel your presence in the midst of what you, what you have called them to do god we love you today and we thank you, God, for your loving kindness and for your mercies. Now, God, we ask that you would bless the balance of this service, that you would bless the preached word, oh God, that someone might glean some new truth, oh God, from the hearing and the preachment of your word. Someone will not only be inspired, but someone will be challenged. That our hearts would not only be leaping for joy, but our minds might be stimulated so that we can be better in your sight. Thank you for this privilege today. Thank you for the gift of life today. Thank you for allowing us to see a day we have never seen before and a day we shall never see again. We lift now this prayer upon the wings of the morn and place it before thy feet to so the all-wise God we pray and for his sake we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen.
2: Jesus, you are the center of my joy. Looked all around, couldn't find nobody Looked down into the deepest valley Looked around down there, couldn't find nobody I went across the deep blue sea Couldn't find one to compare with your your grace, your love, your mercy Nobody greater, nobody greater than you Searched all over, couldn't find nobody Searched high and low still couldn't find nobody, nobody greater, nobody greater, there's nobody greater than you, nobody greater. Nobody greater. There's nobody greater than you. Nobody can heal. Nobody can heal like you can. Oh most holy one you are, the great I am. Awesome in all your Carried out redemption plans In my years carried out redemption plans I first all over Didn't
0: find nobody Still high and
2: low Ooh, Still didn't find nobody Nobody greater Nobody greater there's nobody greater than you. I searched all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low too, still couldn't find nobody. nobody greater, nobody greater. There's nobody greater than you. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. There's nobody greater than you. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. There's nobody greater than you. There's yeah, nobody greater, there's nobody greater, there's nobody greater than you. They like you. Say, I looked all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked all over, couldn't find nobody like you. I looked all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked all over,
1: couldn't find nobody
2: like you.
1: I what I'm
2: looking for. That's what I'm looking for. I got it. I got it. I what I was looking for. I what I was looking
1: for. I got it. I got it.
0: Amen. Amen. Nobody greater. Is there a witness in the house? Nobody greater? Nobody greater? Hallelujah. Looked all over. Couldn't find it. I just want to say, through, through this pandemic season that we are still living in, keep going, keep going. I'm y'all stay, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. Through this pandemic season, we have endeavored to keep worship and music moving forward. And we've brought in a whole lot of people and they've done an amazing job. But I want to acknowledge one. I know I'm going to get beat up, but that's okay. When the annals of history are written, how we survived The name of Eric Hill will be in that. And the reason why Eric Hill's name will be there is because he has never said no. And not only has he never said no, he has offered up himself, whatever you need me to do. And this is the part I like. It's his it's his spirit that I celebrate and I want you to know my brother how much we appreciate how much you we appreciate you Standing in the gap, and there are other members of our church. No question about that But let me just let me take pastoral privilege right now and say thank you to him Give this brother a hand encourage his heart right now Yeah, 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 yeah Give it back to him Give it back to him Give it back to him To God be the glory To God be the glory and God be the glory I, I learned in this place I learned in this place at the knee of some of you that it's, a, it's nice to be nice and it's nice to say thank you thank you we couldn't have done it without you couldn't have done it without you. And I'm, on, I'm not going to ever get tired of saying thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, there's going to be a Sunday for the musicians and the media ministry team as well. But I know Brother Hill it's challenging to stand up before the people and have to sing all of the songs. Particularly since they won't give your pastor the chance to do it. See, there they go. They already throwing shade. They already throwing shade. So they only let me do so much as it relates to music. I wanna, I wanna go quickly to the Word of God. I know the, the the humidity is coming up in here. I want to speak from the subject, the hope of the gospel. That text we was read, read, I'll read again. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now have he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present your body and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. I want to speak from the subject, the hope of the gospel. There's a story that's told that's been written and recorded. That in 1732, a Christian poet of London named Alexander Pope wrote an essay on man. And in it, he wrote that and you, this will many of you will remember it he said, "Hope springs eternal in the human breath." Those words quickly became very well known. It is our Christian nature to keep on hoping against all odds, especially, beloved, living in the days and times that are ours. Check any newspaper. Check any headline. Violence, wars, poverty, national extremism, a divided nation, it is easy to, to f- fall into utter despair. But we as people of God keep hoping, keep hoping against all odds. Consider this story of a Christian simply known as James. James was a runner. Nothing drove him more than the thought of winning his race. The story is told that he trained day and night, pushing himself to the very limits of his ability. He maintained a strict diet. He made sure he got adequate sleep. James was ready, and he was grounded and settled on the idea of finishing what he started. And I should say that that's a good attitude to have as it relates to God, that that we should be of the mindset to finish what we have started, to see it through. Those are certainly my own thoughts as I think about this journey that I embarked on almost three years ago to start, to finish what I have started. I know that there will be difficult and trying days, days filled with heartache and disappointment, but we must finish what we started james was determined to be a winner and and his heart was full of hope but one day the big race came and james was pumped and filled with excitement james joined the others at the starting line knelt down and placed his feet securely in the starting blocks at the sound of the gun he was off and he was running, pacing himself for the win. They say the first lap's challenge was to stay close to the front. And in the second lap, he hit his stride and moved ahead, two laps to go. And in the third lap, it became clear that he was the front runner. But then came the final lap. On the home stretch, something something happened to James. His foot hit a pebble, and he twisted his ankle in an awkward way. He crumbled to the ground, and as he fell, he broke his fibula. The track dust swirling around his body, James lay on the ground writhing in extreme pain. The story is told that a stranger A stranger in the bleachers saw the tragedy and leapt onto the field. He lifted James to his good foot, flung his arms over his shoulder, and together they hopped to the finish line. Crowd went crazy. They erupted, cheering and applauding, not for the winner of the race, whose name we will never know, but for James, who full of hope, finished well. You see Ebenezer, it's not the winner of a race that matters. It only it's only whether or not you finish what you started. And James finished well. James was grounded and settled on the idea, the idea that he would win at all costs and he was full of hope. James' story is the same for every believer. Our faith in Jesus Christ causes us to be grounded and settled on the idea of finishing what we started. Paul says that we finish what we started because we are full of hope, and that hope is the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is this hope of the gospel? that fills us, that drives us forward at all costs? There we hope to make it all the way to eternity? The answer is yes, because the hope of the gospel is this. Christ is our hope, and armed with that knowledge, we can embrace Philippians, which reminds us that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. And because of our hope in Christ, God will handle our concerns. He will provide our care and give us our crown. First, God handles all our concerns. He knows, Jesus knows that the enemy is out to defeat his plan for you, but God can handle it. He knows that there are forces at work that are seeking to undermine and frustrate the will of God. The psalmist David sang, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him because he knew there is no power on this earth that can degrade the promises of God. The enemy does not have the power to denounce or destroy our blessings. The frustrations and worries that abound in every believer's life are no match for the hope of the gospel. Nothing, nothing is too hard for God because nothing can dethrone the Son of God. If we have hope in Christ, nothing is able to dampen our spirits. Nothing can be a burden on our back. Nothing can confuse our thoughts or destroy our faith. Oh, yes, because of that, misfortunes need not scare us. Sorrows need not terrify us. Disappointments need not provoke us. Burdens need not restrain us. Because, beloved, we live above the fray. Because we live with the hope that God can handle everything that comes our way. We have the peace of God, which passes all our understanding. To keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. And, 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 and what that simply says is we have a peace of God which passes all our understanding, which means when things just don't make sense, we still recognize that God is making a way. We have a hope through Christ. In his second letter to Corinthians, the apostle Paul wrote about the troubles Uh, In his ministry, the Living Bible offers this for clarity. Paul said, we are in deep trouble for bringing you God's comfort and salvation. But in our trouble, God has comforted us. And this, too, to help you, to show you from our personal experience how God will tenderly, tenderly comfort you. When you undergo these same sufferings, he will give you strength to endure. That's where we need to seek God, to give us the strength to endure. For our hope in Christ gives us that strength. Oh, yes, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Even if our outward man perishes, Paul writes inwardly, inwardly we are renewed day by day. Now to the non-believer, that sounds naive, but to those of us who have a track record with God, and have tasted the goodness of God, and have been strengthened by His spirit within us. This is your chance. This is your chance to affirm and shout "Hallelujah, because if He carried you through deep-seated sorrow. You can shout hallelujah. If he resolved your long-lasting trials, if he erased your painstaking problems, he removed your backbraiding burdens, you have a track record with God. We place our faith in God, and I declare this morning that since we have done that, he has not failed us yet. So we know that God handles our concerns, but then we also know that God handles our care. I know you have to admit this. We we spend a lot of time worrying about the essentials of life. The paycheck that lands in our bank account is spent before we receive it. Rent is due. The electric bill has to be paid. The water bill, the phone bills, 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 bills. Our kids need their tuition paid. Some of these are essential, and some of them we create ourselves. You see, God knows what you need, and he'll take care of that part. You see, I want, though, are another story. When your wants exceeds your needs, you need to pause and think whether you are squandering God's blessings. God does provide. Is there a witness in this room? God does provide. And while we're trusting in the word of God and yielding to the spirit of God, the Lord is providing for our daily needs according to his riches in glory. And it doesn't matter if you are young or old or black or white, God does not segregate his blessings. It doesn't matter if we are highly educated or whether we lack education. God provides the care we need to sustain us because he meets our needs, not through our knowledge, but according to our faith. And there are multitudes of blessings that cannot be purchased with silver or gold. God knows what we need, even before we ask him. In his sermon on the mount, Jesus explains what it means to entrust your care to the father. He says, take no thought for your life, saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink, because God knows. You have need of all these things. Jesus taught us to seek ye first the kingdom, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So we have a hope in Christ that God will handle our concerns, provide our care, but finally we have a hope that God will give us our crown. And I declare this morning it's a crown worth hoping for because it is an eternal crown. The Apostle James calls it a crown of life. He says, blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. The Apostle Paul calls this crown of life an incorruptible crown. In other words, it is everlasting. Those who put their hope in the gospel will enjoy everlasting life. For this crown also has other attributes. Paul reminds Timothy that it is a crown of righteousness. He says, henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Peter describes this crown as a crown of glory. He writes, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, he shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. But here's one more attribute of your crown. It is your crown of rejoicing. It's a crown of rejoicing. Rejoicing that you have through, through your own personal testimony. Through your testimony, you led so many to inherit eternal life. When you get to heaven... It is our hope that you'll see your neighbor who you introduced to Christ. You'll see friends and loved ones whose lives you touched with your testimony. You'll see all those who you blessed with a word from Christ. And you will rejoice that you had a part in their salvation. You led them down Christ's path and burned their earthly gloom. Into heavenly glory. You led them down Christ's path. That turned their earthly rubble. Into heavenly riches. You led them down Christ's path. That turned their earthly problems. Into heavenly peace. You led them. Down Christ's path. That turned their earthly tribulations. Down path into heavenly. Their earthly jubilation. Into heavenly Ebenezer. You It's a heavy crown, but it's a crown of life, a crown of righteousness, a crown of glory, a crown of rejoicing. And the question is, will you be able to wear the crown? For when you get to heaven, is he going to put on, allow you to put on your brand new robe? Is he going to allow you? To walk around the streets of glory and put on your heavenly crown. I hope you'll get there one day. I hope you'll get there one day where worship will be wonderful, where mercy will be magnified, where grace will be glorified, where joy will be jubilant, where peace will be will be
2: plentiful and where life will be everlasting and
0: our fellowship with Jesus Christ will be indescribable are you holding on to your hope this hope you have it springs eternal it springs eternal because our hope is in Christ that's why I'm positive That's why I'm optimistic. That's why I have high hopes about our church and her people. For Christ will fulfill every promise. Christ will accomplish every prophecy. For Christ is our hope. And that's why hope springs eternal. I know this is Gospel Heritage Month. And a long time ago, James Cleveland arranged this song. He said, I shall wear a crown. One thing we know, that if we shall make it to heaven, those of us that have sent up timbers, we have laid up a crown of life. And we shall wear a golden crown. And then it says, Watch ye therefore, for we shall wear a crown. Come on, the doors of the church are open.
2: You know not the day when the Lord shall call your souls away. If you're fighting, striving for what's right, you shall wear a golden crown. And this is just personal. He says, I shall wear a crown. I shall wear a crown. When the trumpet of God sounds, I shall wear a crown. I shall wear a crown. Soon as, soon as my feet shut down, I shall wear a crown. The doors of the church are open. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Away, I As soon as my feet rise down, I'll throw down my heavy burden. I'll put on my robe in glory. And I'll shout to tell my story.
0: And I'll lay down my
2: the feet of Jesus. Tell them all about my trouble. I shall wear a crown. <laughs>
0: Sure say amen. the lord praise the lord she is coming ebenezer based on her christian experience and we are super excited that you have decided to walk this aisle and give your hand to us but your heart to the lord we know that god is going to bless you real good being in this place we we got plenty good room we got a loving faith community and we're going to wrap you with love we are so excited and your two kids, praise the Lord. All right, Pray. come on y'all, help me, help me. I'm gonna ask Ebenezer to stretch your hand towards her, stretch your hands towards her. This is just a symbol of welcome, that we thank God, we as a faith community, thank God for you taking that step and making it known that you would like to be a part of this faith community. We welcome you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. (laughs) Amen. the Lord. Brother Charles Ward. Welcome, my brother, to this the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. We thank God you were moved to come down that aisle. And we are excited. One of our deacons, that guy standing right there, has been praying for the past eight to ten weeks on, God, send us more men. And you are a testament to answer prayer we are so excited as well to welcome you here to Ebenezer and we want once you go through our new members class and we're gonna have that up and running virtually or whatever we need to do we want to put you to work amen we don't want you just sit on the bench and just sit we want you to work so Ebenezer I ask you stretch your hands towards them brother Charles stretch your hands towards them we are so grateful to welcome you to this, the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. We are thanking God for answer prayer. And this sign of stretching of our hands towards you is a sign of welcome. Welcome in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.
1: Let church say amen.
0: Okay. Uh since this is gospel Heritage this month. Trivia question. Who was the church who was the choir member that led that here at Ebenezer? I don't know. I'm sure some of y'all know. Nobody know? I've heard that song in Ebenezer many times. It wasn't Sister Cooper. It wasn't her? Okay. Was it Sister Manuel? Okay, y'all need to find out who sung that elbow these okay? Yeah, I, I can't remember, but I know I heard that it's just in the song many, many years. Sister Hudson? we we'll say maybe on that. Okay? We'll say maybe. Miss McGee, you don't know. Okay, we're gonna find out. But we thank God for whoever that was that sang that song at Ebony's. Let's stand to our feet as we prepare to part this place. Remember, remember, we are seeking, seeking 30 plus people in Bible study on Wednesday night who are going to be sustained, not just come to visit to see the number go up, but to be engaged. We're looking for 30 of our members to be there. For our new members, we're going to get your number. We're going to add you uh, to the calling post so you can get that telephone number uh, for the the Zoom ID number. Let us look to heaven. And now unto him who's able to keep you from falling. To him who's able to present you before his father with exceedingly great joy. To the all-wise God, be dominion and power, honor, and glory, now, henceforth, and forevermore, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace to serve the Lord.
1: you. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> Thank you.